I think he's still alive. Um, and the interviewer, right, facilitates the direction of the conversation. So that's awesome. Number one for small business marketing, marketing. podcast right now, uh, doing business with a servant's heart. Amazing name as well. Uh, yeah. Again, you, so you got so you got into it a year ago. October of 2022. October of 2022. So a little more than a year ago. And you're ranking number one for that. And you've got like 9,000 subscribers on YouTube. Correct. As well. Man, you're you're off to the races. I love it. Uh, so we'll be digging in for the other visionaries listening about, okay, uh, you got some, some growth hacks here. But growth principally, principally driven hacks um, from what mm -hmm. I'm seeing. And uh, that's why I was so excited. I was like, man, I, I can't wait to have Steve on the show. So uh, three resources, three books, courses, master. I just, you can name the resource you want, but what do you recommend? Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill. Uh, Bob Berg wrote The Go-Givers. Fits my title very well. And I just met this gentleman as a guest. Uh, Steve Woodruff has the book, The Clarity. Uh, excuse me, The Point. Also, Clarity Wins About Communication. That's really changed my life. Wow. The point clarity. Is it the same book? The point two different books. Oh, two different books. Which I one is the one that really bit, changed right. your life? Yeah. The point. Which one? The point. The point. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm sure they all made a big impact. Um, but the yeah. point takes the cake for now. And uh, well, very good. We will come right back. We'll be talking about Steve's vision. Why, why is he a podcast host? Why is he a TV show host? Uh, what has he got going on in the future? And uh, I'll be excited to hear most of you. Um, if you haven't understood the value of, of podcasts yet, the tidal wave is not just coming, it's here. It's already past radio. It's growing into the entire multimedia production industry, ESPN, CNN, Fox, everybody is very aware of how big this movement is going to be. And again, already is. We'll see you on the other side, guys. We look forward to diving in with you, Steve. All right. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We will be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome in to Vision Pros Live. I'm your show host, Jackson Callum, founder and CEO of First Class Business. I'm so excited to have Steve Ramona on today. Uh, the genuine energy, the positivity that exists with him, uh, the waves that he's already made in the podcast world as well, all opportunities for us to learn because podcast is no different than restaurant, uh, firm, agency, it's a business model in and of itself. And so when you're experiencing growth in one industry driven by principles, you can actually apply most of those same principles to every other industry there is. And he has done an excellent job of building out his, um, his growing venture, his growing castle, his growing, I like to call business and organizations cities, because there's not just one avenue to get through to them. The more structure you put in that, the better you're likely going to do. Anyway, we'll be learning from him about that in this process today. Before we dive in with Steve, I want to mention these sponsors that I absolutely believe in. Um, that's why they're there. It's not because they pay me. In fact, neither one of them pay for the sponsorship spots. Sean Lechuga with the with excuse me with the Wellness Shop three six five. Uh, him and Julianne were building this integrative nutrition, health and wellness coaching consulting. Um, business. And I had the fortune back in the day to work with Dr. Eric Berg, 
who had 106,000 subscribers on YouTube. And his brand looked no different than this back then. Um, it scared me. And as I gave him some consultation and, and said, hey, you've got to fix this. You've got to make this better because if, if you don't, nobody's going to buy from you. And, but I could see the value that was there. Now he's at 11 million subscribers and growing at about 1 million subscribers because he's put the work in and he's built upon the vision he created. So back to Sean, this wheel right here caught my attention. I was like, wow, a holistic, a holistic wellness professional, naturopath, basically, that cares about my joy, cares about spirituality, creativity, finances, our home environment, our relationships, social life. Like, wow, there is some serious depth to this dynamic duo. And so I got to know Sean and Julianne. I've absolutely loved um, working with them on the process of, of understanding what all goes into this vision. What are they up to? Again, dynamic duo for health, fantastic family. And the virtues that I've seen that exude over the last six months as I've gotten to know them, if you haven't had the chance to reach out to them and, and talk to them about what they're up to, then and you're into health and wellness, then absolutely reach out to them and see what they're up to. Melissa Gray with The Law Spot. She also came on this show. Uh, she's an attorney. And, you know, I, I was kind of nervous. Like, I don't really want an attorney on my show. They're kind of difficult people usually. And the, it couldn't be further from the truth with Melissa. She understands that legal doesn't have to be complicated. She also knows, like I know, that most entrepreneurs do not have legal counsel on hand. And they're fairly vulnerable. And while the crocodile and the legal Zoom um, documents and it can get you started and help you understand the infrastructure without the threat of talking to somebody, um, I was super impressed with her nurture nature and her ability to understand legalities, uh, liabilities. We talked about NIL and, and how all the young guns jumping on YouTube have an opportunity to protect themselves. Uh, we've got a desire to bridge the gap between the the traditional retainers that are astronomical in nature and you don't necessarily work with an attorney who you can get along with and who understands and cares for your vision and the legal zoom aspects that are a dime a dozen get your templates and move there's a middle ground there and as wise stewards of our ventures we've got to make sure that we have our protections in place for our finances our hr <clears throat> our legal matters etc um, it's very important that we build that stability and infrastructure into what we do. I hope you have an opportunity to listen to her episode, maybe get to know her as well. Um, if you're in a position where you need counsel like that, the last thing I'll talk about before I bring Steve on is my favorite of the three. I love you, Melissa. I love you, Sean, but it's the water project. There are millions of people in this world who don't have access to clean, safe drinking water, and in fact, any water. Uh, these kids, these families are often leaving work or leaving school, walking, uh, you know, three, four kilometers just to get access to water that might not even be safe for their family. And the generational impact that that has of taking kids out of school and, you know, the the deaths that probably occur, um, the, the pain that it probably puts on your back from carrying buckets of water uh, that long over many years, it's something that I just don't allow myself to lose sight of. Um, what's cool about the water project is they don't only give you the opportunity to give back, but you get to like crowdfunding, you get to see exactly what you're contributing to and you get to see how many community members are affected by it, what it is they're building, and they give you social media post updates along the way so you know that your project came to fruition. I think it's an absolutely beautiful vision. This picture always makes me wanna cry. Well, it doesn't make me. I choose to look at it and realize, man, those kids are celebrating water like my kids almost celebrate their Christmas. Um, you know, how, how amazing is that that we can have the impact by helping people like that? Now, if you're not in a position to give back, my request is that you simply share it. 
share it with others. If you have a cause you'd rather see shared, just drop it in the comments. I'm happy to check your causes out as well. There's 8 billion people in this world that need a lot of help and we have the opportunity to do so. You might share an opportunity with somebody that ends up driving somebody else to invest $10,000, $100,000 in helping a project like that. And you may change the lives of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 people by simply rocking the mic or making a post. Appreciate all of you. Uh, look forward to seeing the results that come from that. And without further ado, Steve Ramona, welcome to Vision Pros Live. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited that you're excited. So we'll just keep rolling the <laughs> virtue forward with that. Um, hey, man. So, all right. Doing business with a servant's heart. I got to ask from the get-go, what does that mean to you? It's bringing value to every interaction you have daily. A resource, a referral, a tip, helping a you know an old lady with her groceries, closing the store. It's in your mindset when you meet somebody for the first time. And I'm doing it with you right now. And we'll talk about it on the show. We'll talk about it after. But there's ways right now I can help you uh, with certain things. If we have that mindset, Law, law, uh, the law of increase in chapter four of Think and Grow Rich is where I really delved into it. I've been serving for years. I started 18 in my family's health club. I became a manager and a director at the club. But we always believed in customer service, remembering people's names, helping people out, clean equipment, clean locker room. That all leads to a servant's heart. So I grew up with it, thank God. And my cousin, Jeff Ramona, I want to shout out to him. He's really been my mentor all those years, 20 years working with him to learn that. But we all can do it. We don't have to use money. We could just use, you know, you're walking into church or to a grocery store and you go, eh, your child's got a beautiful bow on her head. You just serve that lady with a smile. Yes, you. That's a perfect heart. When I heard Steve Jobs in the Steve Jobs movie, uh, I think it was a Jobs movie, said, um, I want to make a dent. I'm going to make a dent in the universe. Um, my my thought process was I do that daily. We all do that daily when we choose to do exactly what you're talking about. Those yeah. little moments make more of an impact than we're often willing to give ourselves credit for. And there's nothing wrong with glorifying a great action. I'm, ta I'm not talking about glorifying yourself and, and moving into arrogance, you know, or saying, Oh, I'm, I'm better than others because I do X, Y, or Z. But when we do something good or virtuous, acknowledging it creates more good vibes. What are your thoughts on that? Awareness is big. I think people aren't awareness of the recession, COVID, interest. I mean, you could go through the social media and the news and have a lot of things put you down. They're not, I mean, maybe they are serving, but it's not a positive mm. thought process. So being aware of that, and here's the thing. People ask me, well, I'm not making any money right now. Well, go out and serve somebody. You don't know how, why, or where, and you'll never know, but just know, have faith that your universe will change. And I learned a, a story at church, incredible story. Uh, there's a 4,500-year-old tree in inland California, just down the road from me. I'm in Northern California. And think about this. Somebody had to plant that seed. Whoever it was, they're obviously gone. It's 4,500 years old. Mm -hmm. But how many people slept by that tree? ate food by that tree, maybe got married by that tree, maybe got engaged, maybe had a birthday party. Who knows? 
that person planting the seed never know, never knew what's happened, but I guarantee the universe changed because of the things they did. So when you serve and bring value, we don't know how, why, or where, but just have faith that something's going to change in your life. I love that. Absolutely. Uh, huge. And I, okay, I could just go back and forth on, on this one topic alone. Uh, and I, and I want to, but I'm going to discipline myself. Um, what's your vision for those that you serve? What do you, what do you see for them that they may not see for themselves? They pay it forward. Let's all change our world. Let's make a dent. Let's use Steve jobs. Great. By the way, you're a genius host. That's a great quote because we can't change the world, but we can make changes in our own little world. Jackson, you do it. I do it. Our friends do it. Now we put those worlds together that are positive, that are serving. Now the world becomes bigger. Can't eat the elephant once, you know, one bite. Like it takes multiple bites. Same thing with changing the world. Yes. And with regards to, you know, the vision, and I'll tell you a quick story. I had, I, I tell people all the time, you're having a bad day. Things aren't happening. You're just not good energy. Go out and serve somebody. Guarantee yeah. it's going to change. And here's what happened. Two o'clock, yep. a couple of years ago, I was working. Things weren't working. I said, I'm quitting for the day. I don't usually do that. But I just walked away, went to the grocery store. And I just got a Holy Spirit, faith, whatever, told me to buy the person's groceries in front of me. So I handed the credit card to the clerk, 21-year-old, long hair, California guy. He was like, dude, what are you doing? You're crazy. I said, hey, it's just a feeling. I want to do it. Kind of went back and forth a little bit. He goes, okay, you're a crazy dude, though. She's thanking me, so we do it. Very little. I don't even know what the, the value was. I pay for my groceries when we walk out. She's thanking me. She starts crying. She says, you just don't know what you just did. We, my husband lost his job last week. We barely afford these groceries. She's holding a seven-month-old baby. Debbie was her now. I'll never forget. Now, I, I, I'm special because I took action. I'm not special, but I took action. But here's the power. Not that I did that, and that was a good thing. Here's the great thing. What is she going to do when she goes home and talks to her husband? She's got these groceries. She's still got the $30 in her pocket. What happened? Well, this guy, Steve, da 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 what are they going to do? They're going to want to serve. They're going to want to help somebody. They're going to want to pay it forward. So not the power of buying the groceries. Cause I had no idea. That's the universe talking. Yeah. Just happenstance. And that's a great thing. Absolutely. But what ripple effects are we going to make? And did I make with that? Did I affect one, two, 50 people? I'll never know, but I made a ripple. Right. And Taylor Welch calls this clean energy. That's one of my favorite teachings of his, um, as he calls it clean energy. When you, it, that's what, that's what sustains you through marathons, right? There's, he calls dirty energy, not a bad thing. The energy that gives you like the immediate boost, putting on hype music, clapping your hands, right? That stuff can get you going in the moment with your adrenaline, but the clean energy comes from acts of service, doing things yeah. for others or, and, and that can be to yourself, drinking water, getting some sunshine, uh, making sure that you take a walk, but anything virtuous, I'll call it lovely, uplifting, those types of, of interactions, they bring a balance to us when we are feeling off. Now, I will say that I hated service. I I just like I'd hear a friend talk about in church, like how awesome the service was. And I hated service or what what it was looked what what I called acts of service as a youth. I actually didn't hate service. I hated the types of service we were doing. They weren't in line with my abilities to serve. 
with my capacities, with what I'm good at in terms of helping people. So when, when Steve talks about service and, and uh, those of you who are listening, you're like, man, that's like too frou-frou. You're probably serving people better than you realize. And you probably have an unfair judgment on yourself. Remove the judgment. And like Steve said, if you said hi to somebody, if you gave somebody a water bottle today, like own the fact that you did something good and meaningful. That would be my my advice, my invitation to you. Steve, what's a, what's your vision for yourself? Tell us about what, what do you see on the horizon? My podcast, I, I've launched a TV show five weeks ago, so it's going to be a, a partner to the podcast. I want to get this message of bringing value and serving people. And, and Jackson, you so well said what you just said, because people make it difficult. If service is a word that serving, then just bring value. Just think of the value. We all know what value means. Let's do that. So my vision is to get this message out to more people. I want to build abundance, whether it's financial, a network of people, which is growing, or resources, which is growing, to be able to serve and bring value to more people. People, you can change people's lives with one comment. And that's crazy to say, but I had a gentleman I was working with on a Saturday, met, just connecting, and I said, hey, here's something to do for your podcast. I showed him on YouTube what he could do. He never knew about it. it. took five minutes. His energy level was so high. We talked for an hour. We got to talk, kept talking, kind of like we did in the beginning before the show. Yeah. But it changed his podcast. He started getting subscribers, and people started seeing his show. For five minutes, I changed his podcast world. I didn't charge him anything. I did it openly. I came out and said, hey, can I give you a tip? Well, absolutely. It made it of more value than, hey, you know what? I coach people on their podcast. You know, I charge this amount. You know, let's jump on a call doing that. People do not, audience, do not keep your IP secure in your, you know, and hug and keep it away from people. Let out your secrets. Let out your resources. They need you as a person to help you get through it. But give with a heart, give freely. You're not going to be broke, especially in the heart. Well, and I I love it. There's a a difference between what's sacred and what's secret, though. Secret and sacred are two different levels. And, And I love that we're circling back to this because I think there's an important, healthy dialogue for people to understand that, you know, you have to have certain protections in place when you share. Um, and so when it comes to, you know, oh, if I don't, if, let's say that somebody doesn't want to share how much their business makes per year, um, you know, they don't want to share their exact revenue number. Well, anybody could say, well, oh, you know, he's just lying to the world. Um, but if you're in the middle of a merger and acquisition conversation and that information cannot be revealed because of the, the private nature that business, I mean, there are legal ramifications for certain things being shared. And, and then I also want to go back to that scenario where that ripple effect, we don't necessarily control the ripple effect or the outcome of the good that we do, right? It's very possible that that woman went home, told her husband that this guy, Steve helped me and (coughs) she got smacked for accepting help from some strange dude. We, we, we don't control the, the ripple effect and, and, and what happens with it. But what does, what does exist is, when we do something that is good, like, and like, that's still the right thing to do, regardless of what the outcome is. And sometimes we try to control the outcome or pretend we can, 
but sometimes the byproduct of the rain is a flood that helps the farmer but drowns a civilian um yeah. and so we I, I prefer to when i look at it, i say you know be careful with with what you share but what gary vaynerchuk says along the subject is make sure that you're building a circle of five to ten people who you trust who are going to appreciate you who are going to value what you're doing once you have that if you're in a safe if you're not in a safe space then you can start sharing more freely the value that you have but we've got to be careful not to not to do that in a toxic environment where people are going to shred our value and and make us you know what i mean and destroy yeah. us steve i'd love for you to add some some color to that what are your thoughts no you're absolutely right secrets and, and i probably use the wrong word but that's okay it started the dialogue okay. which yeah, is the whole thing all of the exactly. perspectives are right um we all know what we can share and what we can't share, but just, I use this analogy, opportunity doors. They open all the time. And I talk to people all the time. They don't walk through them. I mean, I, you know, I reached out and said, I'd love to be on your show. You could have said no, but you said, yes, I walked through the door. Yeah. And when you said yes, I could have said no, but we wouldn't have this great conversation. Yeah. Because a door, you can always walk back out of it. You walk in and they're a taker. You can walk right back out of that door and leave that person because a true servant heart will take the inner circle takers out of it. You don't exactly. want those people. And visionaries, the ones who are listening yeah. in, this is called healthy dialogue. What's happening right now. Steve could have gotten offended and said, Jackson, who are you to judge what I said? And, and walked off the stage and left, um, you know, and that's fine. That's okay. Um, you know, if that happens, it happens. But the fact that we're able to make room for each other's perspectives if we come across an opportunity to agree to disagree, like I already know that my safety measures with Steve are like really high. I can be very vulnerable. I can be very open with Steve because of the way he's received our initial uh, exchange of perspectives. And so we don't, we don't have to be yes men as visionaries. We don't have to, um, you know, just, you know, like succumb to the world around us and say, you know what, they don't like my dream. So I won't dream anymore. If, if people around us are suffocating our dreams and our visions, then you don't necessarily have to cut them off. It is something to consider. Um, and you can find people like Steve who are going to appreciate the value that you're bringing to the world. Reach out to him, contact him, find out if there's room for, for you in that, in that environment. So, um, and that's, that's exactly what I see you building Steve is a, is a bigger and bigger environment to be able to yep. serve people with more capacity. And it's absolutely awesome. Let's dive to a dark subject though. On the dark side, um, what, what's your worst leadership experience ever? Um, this could be your own. This could be one that you've seen and witnessed. Story time. I'll be very transparent, very humble. And, and by the way, it was healthy dialogue because I put out there, I probably shouldn't use words here. I wanted to quick, sir. You're right. Two years ago, I would have freaked out, but now I, 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 I yeah. Oh, good. So we're in the same boat. <laughs> yeah. Great. I because... had to learn this. I was a terrible communicator for many years, and I'm, I've learned that we're all terrible communicators. <laughs> Just constantly working on yeah. it. So that leads to the worst leadership experience for me. Shut up and listen. Here's the power of the podcast. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, audience, Jackson's a rock star. I'm telling you, I've been on 50 or more shows the last year, probably more than that. 
you get this healthy conversation of educating, inspiring, and motivating. From a leadership perspective, if you don't shut up and listen, how can you lead? How can you be a mentor? How can you teach? You want to know how? (laughs) I did it for years. I did it for years, and I would turn around, and nobody's there. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I was running the race, but nobody's there anymore. They're all gone, and they're all mad at me when I did find them. Yep. That that's the key. It becomes a negative experience. So people go, you say shut up. And I say, I want to make that harsh because if you go to a meeting or a virtual networking group, nothing wrong with them. But think about audience when you're in those and people, you know, the people ask a question and the guy's got his video off or he's doing this or he's this. And they go, hey, how old are you? Um, well, I've been I was born in San Jose. They answer they completely wrong answer. They shut up. But they didn't bridge the listen. And that bridge is the key to that. Because if I didn't listen to you, and you're not listening to me, we can't have a healthy dialogue. We can't have a conversation. Because yeah. it just goes off the you know rails. So that's one thing that's changed my life. And podcasting teaches me that. Yeah. Quick, and you know this, 80-20 rule. 80% the, go- the guest, 20% um, the host. And that's not a set rule, but thinking of it that way helpful to consider yeah absolutely bob vance vance refrigeration um never mind we'll skip that reference um go look it up on youtube if you're not familiar with it and uh consider the art of taking interest in others versus always being interesting Um, well i'll add to that if you don't shut up and listen how can you serve people how can i serve a referral if I don't know what they need, what they're looking for, what they do. How can I give them a resource? People, a lot of people, I mean, you do have intuition um, on yeah. that. And I have an extreme degree of intuition, but it took me, it was my my greatest strength was my greatest weakness because I would, I loved to surprise people like a magic show that I knew what they were going to do before they wanted me to do it. That meant I pissed a lot of people off in the process because I would take chances with what people's hopes, expectations, service needs were. And then they would, why are you not listening to me? Why are you, you know, man, I'm excited about the last person that I helped, but you're a jerk. You know, no, I'm the jerk. I'm the one who's not asking good enough questions. Tell me more about that. Yeah. You know, how, what do you mean when you say X, Y, or Z, there are lots of great secrets to listening. So speaking of that, what's your best leadership experience ever, Steve? Josh Tapp, first with my cousin Jeff Ramona that taught me customer service at, at such a young age and how to build relationship with people 40, 50, 60. Um, and, and they would ask me to lunch and, you know, I'm 18, 20, 19. They go, hey, let's go to lunch next door. I'd like to pick your brain and talk to you more about what, you know. I'm like, well, how cool is that? Because I was scared. You know, how am I going to talk to these guys? I have nothing, but they wanted to help me because I built that relationship. That was one experience. The other was with Josh Tapp, who I've mentioned before, is now my business partner. He taught me really the value of bringing value, of how successful you can be, and taking the people out of your circle that that aren't helping you, that are dragging you down. You had mentioned it so well, Jackson. Those are two things that are very general but can be a game changer in your life 
And when a guy, you know, like Josh came to me, he's very successful. He sold and bought, he's 32, 33. Sorry, Josh, I don't know your age this moment, but he sold and bought seven or eight businesses over the last couple of years. I've only done that once. I'm 62. But he comes to me and says, I'd love to partner with you because of your network and all these great things, how you connect with people. Yeah. Well, he's much more successful than me. He's come to me humbly. And when I said yes, he said to me, I didn't think he would say yes. You Here's know what most me? business owners don't don't get. And not just business yeah. owners. I mean, people in life don't get. They somehow think that one plus one equals zero. Uh, you know, <laughs> if I if I bring somebody along who's more valuable than me somehow they're going to always eat me alive and take everything I have. And, you know, that, that's this dog eat dog world. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Genghis Khan, what, you know, Hitler, like people like that do exist, but that's not everybody. Um, right. That's not the norm. Right. So when we can see, when we stop looking at the world as all threat and we start looking at as, wait, there's a plus side to this mathematics as well. Yeah. One plus one equals two, two times two right? Well, that equals the same thing as four. So my math, my math skills aren't super great guys, but where I'm going with it, there's exponential <laughs> yeah. opportunities. Thank you, Richard Branson. Thank yeah. you, Mark Cuban. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. Thank you, Bill Gates. All these individuals who at least prove the math. No, I don't think they're Jesus. Um, but have they helped us see insights into certain principles and frameworks that can work and learn from? Absolutely. Here, I'm going to go back to what you said, because this is so powerful. You said it, Steve. Customer service. You talk about your best leadership experience and you went right for customer service, which is often an afterthought. And if anybody disagrees with me on that, please go to Google reviews and just look and see what customers are rating their experiences at different establishments. And you'll see it's not pretty. Um, you know, you don't see a whole lot. Go, go look up Vivint, Austin, Texas. Uh, you'll see a good 1.2 star, I think. It might even be less than one at this point. Uh, that's that's not a good thing, um, right? That's that's a sign for an organization that, wait a second, maybe maybe we can make some adjustments and, and rise up as leaders. Uh, that So customer service, <clears throat> raving fans, phenomenal book for helping with customer service. Huge, can change everything for your business. Peak by Chip Conley. Um, Steve, yeah. you, you nailed it. You take care of people and people want to belong and stick around, don't they? Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I'm glad you mentioned customer service. Again, I'm going to go back how awesome you are as a host because you really came back. I'm writing a book or I'm working on, it's going to be years, but we had that mantra, customer is always right. That is not true. No. I, I don't know why. I, I don't even know what I want for dinner. Like, come exactly. On. So what I've done is over the last couple of years, something came to me. I was in a restaurant one day and I called the manager over. It was probably three years ago. My girlfriend, now wife, she's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm, you know, I wanted the waiter. Hey, Debbie, waitress, can you call your manager over? And the guy comes over and he says, uh, or at first I see her walk away. I'm like, oh, she's got her head down. You can see body language, in, intuition. Yeah, she's, that she's in trouble. <laughs> and they're talking like, oh, what'd you? Yeah, he's like, oh, you know, shaking his head. So he walks over very gingerly, and he says, "How can I help you, sir?" So what's your name? I said, Tony. Hey, Tony, I'm Steve. My wife, Melinda, or girlfriend, Melinda, at the time. Um, I want to tell you, Debbie was so good. 
She had her water filled. She talked to my wife about her kids. She was very engaging. He's like, oh, my God, thank you so much. I said, how long have you been here? So I've been a manager for five years. How many times have you heard that about your employees? He said once, you. There's something wrong in the world as a customer. I call this reverse serving. We need to teach people how to be better customers. Yeah. Tell people when they're doing good. Yeah, if there's a problem, yeah, you need to inform the manager. But there's a way to do it. You can scream and yell at the manager. My food's yeah. cold. I waited this. Or go, you know, my food's cold. You know, what can we do to take care of it? You know, in, in your body language, your voice, how, what words you're using, through all those communication skills. Because you know what it does? It riles up the whole restaurant. And a quick story at a grocery store, we're standing in line, six o'clock, busy. We know it's busy. We're not stupid as humans. That's a busy time to shop. They only had one clerk. And this lady yells out, get more clerks, you idiot. And swearing. So I walk up and say, you know, how anything I can do to help, what's going on? He goes, sir, four or five people called in sick. We're short staffed and, and we're trying to make it work. Uh, you know, so maybe you call the manager. So he's doing that. And I walk back and go, ma'am, we don't know the shoes he's walking. He just told me he's got five employees out. He's trying to do the best he can. She goes, so we should. I said, let's think about it. What's he going to do? He has no people here. And you came at six o'clock when it's busy. What do you think? She steps back and I start getting a standing ovation. And I say that because people got it. Like, yeah. We're sick of hearing her, but she goes, you know, you're absolutely right. I'm I'm in a hurry. She put her food down. I appreciate it and left. That kid went from down here that his energy, because he was red. He was freaking out. You can imagine a 21-year-old and you got these people behind you. You want to take care of them. Yep. So it's, it's as customers, it's a, we got to be just as good as. It's an important challenge for us to yes. take on as leaders. Yeah. Um, right. And it's an opportunity. Because when you shift your culture and your environment to do such, it's amazing, again, the ripple effect that occurs um, in yeah. said environment. I watched my sister. Um, she was, she goes, hey, Siri. And she asked for something. And Siri finished. And she goes, thank you, Siri. Um, and the way she asked Siri was so nice, too. I was like, holy crap. You practice like you play. And I'm like, whoa, I have been so rude you know, to my virtual, um, not my, my, my AI assistants, right. I'm so demanding and I'm training myself to be demanding of others. Google, what do I want? I want, I don't want to say the word cause it's going to go off if I say it, but you know, if I say, Hey Siri, I need this. Hey Siri, I need that. Hey Siri, I need that. I'm training myself to be an a-hole to everybody else in life. I'm losing my human to human interactions. Like I need to stop that. I need to start yeah. talking to, and I'm also a, I'm a, I'm an example to my four children. Who are watching that too right so there are lots of opportunities for us to to emphasize this and it's so it's so funny you go back to these basics you start implementing these principles and it does it dramatically changes the the growth of your business um and your ability to serve more people um help people want to belong and when people want to belong yeah. transactions typically ensue if you had only one more chance if this is the last time the whole the whole blackout's going to happen you know and you can't share anything else with anybody else in life steve this was it what's the powerful lesson that you would share 
I'm going to go back to, yeah, I'm going to go back to shut up and listen, be a great listener because the visionary can't, they don't need to recreate the wheel. They just need to be aware. Awareness is the other thing. You have this big dream of vision of doing something. Let's use Steve jobs. We know the story. He was an a-hole. Let's go back to him, but he had a vision. He stuck to it. And I'm completely respect for him for what he's done. Now, may he may not have gone the path I've gone, but it doesn't matter. He got to his vision. So visionaries, shut up and listen. Listen and listen and listen again and learn and then take that and grow. That's awesome. I'm going to write this out real quick because I, I, I've got your quote here. Shut up and listen. But I've got leading with a servant's heart affords us the opportunity to truly understand those that we serve. There we go. The context. I want the context on that one because if more of us as leaders could embody that, that reality, it would be amazing. The types of results that we can draw from. You mentioned self-awareness. Again, listening to ourselves as well. Um, knowing that when we're triggered, you know, we're anxious, it's usually just something surface. But when I go for a walk and I just, you know, do some Andrew Huberman exercises, look at my hand and breathe and look at my, you know, <laughs> 10 feet ahead of me and breathe, look 50 yards and breathe, look 500 yards, um, you know, and, and get centered on the fact that, okay, I'm present in here. It's amazing how our mind starts to shift the way that it talks to ourself. Um, and so we often, it's not only about, listening to the customer you're serving, but making sure that you're serving yourself as a customer of your own life. Um, that's what I would add. Mm -hmm. I love it. Got to start with you first. Always. Inspired it. Appreciate you inspiring that, Steve. Um, in addition, we've got a, we got a few extra minutes. Um, I'd love to know more about doing business with a servant's heart. Who are you looking for, for being on that show? Um, you know, what can people anticipate getting out of those conversations and, and you just feel free to run with the vision, man. I'm, I'm here to listen. Yeah. People with a servant's heart, first of all, because that's there people that know value that want to always giving. The other thing is a great story. People love stories, especially obstacles they've overcome. Um, I just, uh, had a lady on this morning that, uh, her 10 year old son tried to commit suicide. And how she, traumatic experience, but how she used that to build a business of joy and teaching her SNAP method. I have a paraplegic, Jeff Griffin, who climbed a 9,000-foot mountain with the support of his neighbors. They all gathered around and helped him climb the mountain. He helps businesses climb their mountain. He's an incredible friend of mine. Um, gentleman that you know was in prison for committing adultery. He found God through prison. He's now helping prisoners. Just this morning, he helped a prisoner who was in prison and for murder. He didn't commit it. His brother even admitted that he had did it, but the prison system kept it in there because of the cost. He finally got out because he became the first professor ever in prison teaching. He's going to be on wow. my show hopefully in two weeks. Those are the kind of stories that people can really go ahead and learn about because there's three things in my podcast to think about when you're thinking of a guest. Can they motivate people? Can they inspire people? And can they educate people? We hit three of those. It's a grand slam. If we had two of the three. It's a home run. It still is great. But those are three things you want to think about. That's amazing. 
Um, that's just pure. I mean, it's right in line with, with what we're doing too. So it's like, there's just a reciprocation there of like, yes. wow, I'm so glad I found you. <laughs> like that's Amen right, you, got, you. you got 9,800 subscribers on YouTube already. Uh, those of you who are watching, you know, if you're time limited, some, a couple of hacks here. It's always good to see who's new and rising, like who's latest. You can also click on popular on here and go to some of the most popular episodes of all time. Um, a lot of times I'll actually go through and I'll look for the most popular, most recent episode um, and dive into that. Or because of the fact that, you know, Steve and I are producers, you as a vision pro, those of you who are listening, you're also producers. You don't have a whole lot of time to just sit around and consume. You got to be careful with what time you're using. So I usually keep a resource like Steve's in mind. And if I have a particular need, I will know that, okay, Steve hosts this type of this type of person. I need that nourishment right now. I'm going to go in and, and listen to this specific episode on that topic. Um, so I, I hope the same is true of everybody listens to Vision Pros. Um, you know, if, if you're at the stage where, where you're young or new to this stuff and binge watching is going to serve you really well, then awesome. You know, binge watch some of the episodes. We're also starting to release shorts to help with that process as well so people can get in and out. But if you're a producer and you need to be out there producing your own results, then I hope you don't listen to my show. Um, you know, I, I hope you skip the majority of episodes and only come when you know in your heart and mind that this show is what you need to hear. Steve, you brought up a quote earlier that means a lot to me because it's one of my favorite movies and I haven't seen it in a while. And I need to show it to my kids. You said, pay it forward. Have you seen the, have you seen the movie? Absolutely. Oh man. I saw that movie. I was in high school uh, when I saw that movie. And, uh, I, you know, like I had just had a conversation with one of my best friends who said, you know, something about like, you can't change the world. You can only change yourself. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't in an, I wasn't argumentative person. I don't think. Um, but I certainly wasn't going to reveal the fact that no, I'm, I'm going to change the world. Um, <laughs> you know, like mm -hmm. I, I felt sorry for him. I was like, man, that's a yeah. bitter outlook on life. Um, but I, and I saw that movie and I was like, yeah, that kid's changing the world, doing three acts of kindness at a time and teaching people to pay it forward and go do three great things for other people and, and what can happen. And then the movie comes out and then it continues the process. And it, now we resurrect it. What is this? 20 years later, we're talking yeah. about it yet again. He changed the world. Uh, we have the opportunity and ability to do that. You're an inspiration of such, Steve. Is there any anything that you'd like to share at the end here as we wrap up the show? Yeah, a couple things. One about that movie, that was a high school kid. I know it was a movie, but if a high, I know high school kids, I know elementary school kids that are serving out there. If they can do it with their lack of experience, what can we do at 30, 40, 50, 60? Oh, my God. I'm 62. There's so much I can do, and I'm doing it uh, with serving. But I always like to end uh, with something I learned is get better 1% every, every day. What does that look like? You're such a great host. I'm going to say that again, talking about your podcast. You didn't tell people you have to watch my podcast. You're saying if it fits your schedule, fits your time, I'm here to be a resource. So maybe it's five minutes or some shorts of Jackson's podcast. Maybe it's 10 minutes reading. Don't, when somebody says they read 10 books a month, try to read 10 books a month. If it doesn't fit with you, just get better 1%. It might be serving every day. You pick 10 minutes in your day every day to serve somebody, a call, the best friend, whatever it may be. 
elephant can't be, and I'm not a big fan of this, but it's apropos. You can't eat an elephant with one bite. You got to take little bits at a time to get through the whole elephant. Yeah, It's the same thing in life. But here's the bottom. Here's the ROI of life with that. If we start today, it's fe- it's February 1st. We have 11 months. So let's just say we, uh, well, we'll use seven days. So let's, let's say it's, I, I'm not real good at math either. Let's say it's 250 days. You got better 1% every day. We'll add that up. That's 250% better you are. Audience, I want you to th- deeply think yeah. about, are you going to grow? Are you going to make more money? Are you going to help others? And are you going to have abundance? every day. That's all you need. The One Minute Manager book by Ken Blanchard. Also, he's also the author of that Raving Fans book that we talked about. uh, Talked about as managers implementing one one change per week over the 52-week weeks because you also don't need to be micromanaging your employees um, in the process, your team members in the process. But if you make one change per week over 52 weeks, it's almost impossible not be, to become the best performing division within your company. Um, and it's it's just an amazing rule and set. Back to customer service to, to end this off a little bit further because of what you said. It just It's so inspiring. And I hope somebody writes this down. Um, you said the customer is not always right. and Or that we have that mentality that they are always right. Again, there's oftentimes I'm wrong about my own life. And it's not what I wanted that served me well. It's what I needed that served me well. It's not what I could see that served me well. It's what I could not see that served me well. And when you can get secure and comfortable with the reality that you're not amazing because you know everything, you're not amazing because you're the best in the world at what you do. You're just simply amazing. You are the visionary for your life. That's what we're hoping to inspire. Um, We're not here to tell you what to do. You're the visionary. You have the ability to unlock what you need to do for your life. We're just here to help facilitate that. So if you have a vision and you'd like to share it on this podcast, on the landing page, you'll see a button that says, be our guest. We'd love to have you on the show. Um, So feel free to apply on that. On the landing page, you'll also see the links and references to Steve. And if you have a comment or you have a question, drop those in the feed that you're on. We're happy to serve you. We'll show up, do our best to facilitate a conversation. And uh, we look forward to seeing you on our next episodes. Everybody have an excellent rest of your day. Bye, everybody. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. This is going to get more and more fun. We'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for giving us your time and attention. Have an excellent time building out your